Let it take effect in how you worship. Let it take effect in leading you to an altar this morning. Let it take effect and let you break out of some mindsets that no longer need to be there. Let it change your worship. Let it change your praise. Let it change your commitment. Mark the 13th chapter and the 35th verse. Watch ye therefore. For ye know not when the master of the house cometh. In the evening, at midnight, or at the cock crowing, which is the early dawn, or in the morning. Lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. What I say unto you, I say unto all. To the believers and the unbelievers alike. To the disciples, to the Pharisees, to the Sadducees, to the Gentile. What I say unto you, I say unto all. To every new Christian, every sanctified, born again, uh, elder of the church. What I say unto one, I say unto all. Watch. So tonight, I mean, this morning, with the help of the Lord, I'm going to speak to you from this subject, whatever God would allow to happen. When the alarm clock sounds. When the alarm clock sounds. Why don't we close our eyes, lift up our hearts and our voices to the Lord one more time. Jesus, we need you right now. We need your anointing. We need your spirit. We need your help. We need your salvation. We need your strength and your deliverance, oh God. We need you to move in our hearts. We need you to move in our church. We need you to move in our city. We need you to move in our homes right now. We need a word from God to shake us loose from the sleep, oh God. We need healing to come in. We need hearts to be put back together. We need lives to be mended. We need bodies to be healed, oh God. We need salvation and deliverance for our souls, oh God. We need our hands that are bound and our feet that are tied to problems and addictions, oh God, to be broken so that we may live and walk freely in the anointing of God. Lord, we ask right now for your anointing to move in this place. Let your hands set upon us right now. Let the Spirit of God cover us, uh, cover every heart heart, every mind, every soul. In the name of Jesus, let your word come from, come from the throne room of heaven. Hide me behind the cross and underneath the blood so that your word would come forth and have its place and make an impact today, O oh Lord. Let it set us on a new path and direction of revival in this church and in this city, in this town, in this county, in this community, O oh God. Let it loose us from right where we are to our world that we go out to every single day. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. You can be seated. He said, what I say unto you, I say unto all. Watch. Legend has it that she was found weeping under the wishing tree that, she, that grew over the 
once laid grave of her mother. A young orphaned girl trapped under the servitude of her labeled wicked stepmother and evil stepsisters, weeping bitterly in distress. It was here that her broken heart was granted one single solitary wish. Many legends have told and interpreted the story in many ways. The Grimm brothers speak of a fairy godmother, but most legends speak of a loving God who was told to her by her dying mother. She said that the good God shall always protect you. So with tears in her eyes and an answer, an opportunity would find a young Cinderella opened to be the handmaid of a marvelous miracle. Only given to her for one purpose. To win the hand of the love of her life. And in that moment, she would change even before her own very eyes. This miracle would transpire in a single moment, transferring this comely and humble house servant into a dazzling and breathtaking princess. Her lowliness and dirty garments would be wiped away and transformed into the sparkling, beautiful gown to which no one had one to compare. Her wooden slippers, beaten and ruddy, upon her dirty feet would become beautiful, clear glass slippers, completely transformed from the top of her head to even the sole of her feet. The miracle would come in a moment, but it would come with a catch. The catch was this. Her fairy tale had a deadline. This luxurious moment that she was getting out, getting ready to live out, would be over the single stroke of midnight. And in one instantaneous moment, everything that had been masqueraded would be revealed. The true identity, the identity of the life that she lived would come back to the surface all at the stroke of midnight. At that time, the gown would be gone. The fairy tale would be over. And the rags would show forth and time would forever change. Only when the clock would strike midnight, forever would now be altered. Reality would set in. The lie would be over. There would be no more living the fairy tale dream world that she was able to live in for just one momentous night. Everything the night was meant to be would be gone if she did not accomplish what she was given the moment for. Gone. The carriage would become the pumpkin. The horses would return to mice. The carriage man would disappear and the beautiful dress would once again become the ripped, stained rags that she was used to. Only one thing would remain. The glass slippers that were upon her feet. Only to show the moment that was given to her through her prayer. Still, only it was a remnant of the vast and the detailed fairy tale that she would give, be given the opportunity to live. But the lie of being the glamorous princess would be over. Back to the days of being another mistreated stepdaughter, a house servant, broken, alone, overlooked, and dirty. Gone. Gone when the alarm clock of midnight would strike. The issue of the story comes with this. 
She got to the point when she was trying to win the affections of the prince that she got so enamored with the glitz and the glamour of the ball that the hours began to wax closer and closer and she began to play too close to the hour that was at hand, knowing that there was a deadline, knowing that this would not last forever. She got too caught up in the world that she was able to live in, if only but for a moment. Given this opportunity, she quickly forgot about the rags that she come from. She quickly forgot about the purpose that she had been given. She quickly forgot about the tears that had been spent weeping over the grave of her mother. She quickly forgot about all of the agony and the despair that she had gone through. And she got her eyes on the chandelier. She got her eyes on the ball. She got her eyes on the people dancing. She got her eyes on the atmosphere that was full of fun. She got her eyes upon the eyesets of, of acceptance and finally feeling that now she was a part and now she was wanted. Now she had something to give. She began to think this was a world I could get used to. This is something that I can be a part of. This is a dream worth having in my everyday life. Knowing in the back of her mind it was only going to be for a moment. But like Cinderella, the church is too caught up. In an hour that we know that it's fast approaching, it is an hour that we think not that the Son of Man shall return again. But we're too busy caught up in going to our activities, spending time with our hobbies, keeping connected to things that are breaking us, wounding us, and hurting us because we've gotten too comfortable with a life that we love that is not here to help us and save us and strengthen us. It's not putting our marriages back together. It's not giving our children hope for their future. It's not tearing the walls of addiction down in our bloodlines. It's not keeping us safe and it's not keeping us sound. It's not giving us rest at night and the hours are quickly fading and we're caught up in the fairy tale of what we call everyday life here on earth. We enjoy the luxuries of the great party that we so once dreamed of. Having a nice house, having a good job, living out the festivities of our everyday life, loving our hobbies, loving our things, loving our other priorities rather than focus on the one thing that God has given us while we are here. I got a small amen corner, but I'm going to preach it anyway. We are coming too close to an hour, which we have always been preached to about, which we have always dreaded, but we are not even hearing the sound of the alarm clock as it is ticking closer and closer and closer to the coming of the Lord because we love our stuff. Our houses, our family, those are all great things. Our family's important. But when it comes to feeding them and giving them their activities and their things without showing them a relationship with the house of God and what the importance of an altar really is in our life, then we've gotten too caught up. We're just dancing the night away. 
ain't this good? Ain't this pretty? Ain't this lovely? I can get used to this. My kids can get a scholarship to college on this. I can take them to their games on Saturday and Sunday. I can let them enjoy something until midnight, but we can't get up for church in the morning. I can let them be out for hours and hours. I can go and I can sit and watch something for four hours, but I complain when church goes for an hour. We get too caught up. It's beautiful. Our gowns look good. Our dress looks good. Our attire, we even smell good. But we forget that we were nothing but rags and bone and riches before the glory of God found us. And while we got too caught up in the dance, There's an alarm that was getting ready to sound off and realize I didn't do what I was given this opportunity to do. I wasn't given this opportunity of grace to let it go away and let it slip through my hands like sand through my fingers. I wasn't given this opportunity to play church. I was given this opportunity to be the church. Time spent on our wants and our desires of a world that can give no true life. A word of God says to love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Because when you truly love the world, you have enmity against the Father. Why? It's not because there isn't good out there. It's because that's become your priority. That's, because you're, that's become your focus of living. That's become, it's become your reason for living. Rather than being aware of our hour, we enjoy the festivities of our everyday life and our hobbies. Rather than being aware of our purpose, we enjoy the prestige, we enjoy the attention, the self-affirmation, the ambition. We're always trying to gain acceptance by others as individuals and as people, but as a church, rather about being the business of a church, the purpose of the church. We did not, God did not give the world the church so that the church itself would be set apart and it would just be a place of fellowship or an assembling of ourselves together for fun and food every time. He gave us the church because the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. He gave us the church because when life comes in like a flood, the Lord has set up a standard against the flood. He has set up a place where we can run into and therein they are safe. He has given us a place where we can come and we can release the burdens that are on our hearts and our minds and the strangleholds that are upon our family and we can find release in the Holy Ghost. He has given us a church as a place of salvation and deliverance, a place of fellowship with like and precious faith that when you are broken, when you are lonely, when you are hurting, there is a fellowship of believers that would bind together, that where two or three are gathered together in his name, there in the midst of them they would be. It's not a social club. This is a place of healing. It's not just a place to come and have a good time. It's a place to come and find deliverance and rest for a weary soul. We love the idea of it being a place that we can come and we can talk and we can have fun, but it's not a place of seriousness any longer. We can sit and we can cut up. We can talk to our friends. Uh, we can play games on our phones because after all, we're just here for the camaraderie anyway. We forget that God has changed lives in this house. We're only here because God changed us in this house. We're only here because some families had the yoke of addiction broken in this house. Lives were changed in a baptistry back here and we have forgotten because we've gotten too caught but when the alarm clock sounds everything that is the true reality of what we are and where we are will be revealed 
We love the house of God being a place where we can come and we can see our friends and our family. It's just an insignificant thing for worship and praise because that's what the praise singers do. It's an insignificant thing to come to the altar during prayer because that's what the faithful do. Unimportant, no longer necessary, no longer regarding it as our most important connection to God. What about Tuesday night prayer meetings? What about the gathering of ourselves together? What about the assembling of the believers and non-believers alike asking God to have mercy upon a church, upon families? It's no longer important. Why? Because I've got a baseball game to be at. I got football practice to be at. I got bingo on a Tuesday night. I really just don't feel like it. I'd rather watch, sit and watch Wheel of Fortune. We got too many things that we're already prioritized about because we're in love with the glamorous accolades of the ball. But the time is running out and you were given the miracle of life for one purpose and one purpose only to get the attention To get the attention of the only one that can make your life what it has been made to be all alone. What was once important to us as a church, the coming together in assembly, the making of a joyful noise, the shouting unto God with a voice of triumph, the dancing in the spirit, the hearing of the preached word of God. And in the removal of these things from our life, we truly have lost sight of the ticking time clock of the heavens. We can sing it. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. But it's words on a page now. It's no longer what we believe because the world that we know it is the world that we're enjoying. The music's playing. It's hypnotized us. We're no longer focusing on the ticking time clock that's going down to the hour. We're just enamored with everybody. Oh, look what she's doing. Oh, look what she, oh, I could do that. Uh, I love how that dress looks on her. I could pull that off, uh, but I got to work a little bit extra. Oh, I like the talent and the ability they got, but you know what? If I could just take some time away from the church and I can apply myself to that, uh, then I'll be okay. Uh, but then where's your children going to go when they have a distress in their life? Uh, where's your marriage going to go when it's got distress in its life? Where's your heart going to go when it's troubled? Where's your mind going to find rest when you can't find answers in people that you're turning to? Because they're all enamored with the same dance. They're all enamored with the same routine. And they don't hear the clock getting ready to strike midnight. And when it's all said and done, the only thing that's going to be revealed is the filth and the rags that we were brought out from. We are losing our sense of time in the dance as we are getting too comfortable in this world. The clock is soon to strike midnight and what we think is fine and luxurious, uh, the Lord calls nothing but filth and rags. The only covering we have is the grace of God that keeps us uh, and that is new every single morning. Uh, the only thing that kept Adam from being able to see uh, the state that he was really in uh, was the grace that covered him and the relationship that he had with God that every single morning I don't think we ever really pay too much attention that he was naked from the time that he was created. Only until the time that sin entered the picture did he really see what he really was. 
Only then, when sin entered the picture, did he see what possessions he really didn't have, what covering he really didn't have, what hope he really didn't have, what answers he really didn't have, only because once the glory of God was removed from his eyesight, once the dance was over, what am I going to do? i got to find a covering. What are we going to do when the clock strikes midnight and we're left standing there without answers, without hope? Oh, God, help us today. What are we going to do when the clock strikes midnight and our filth and our rags have shone forth and we thought we were okay? We didn't please the king of kings. We didn't get affirmation from the Lord of all lords. We were not called up to meet him in the air and we're still left there holding the bag. How did this happen? How did this go wrong? I thought I was... I was just trying to... I got too caught up with the dance. I got too caught up with the music. I got too caught up with what everybody else was doing that I forgot that I was there for one thing and for one thing only and that was for the king. The reality of God's coming will open our eyes to where our faults would be exposed. And what and who is left behind will testify of what we actually did and did not do. What and who is left behind will testify of that which we did and did not do. For in the blink of an eye, in a moment, the Bible tells us, we shall all be changed. We are sanctified here to be glorified with God there. We are purified and washed here that we may be declared under the heavens there. Yet we are still not safe. While we're in this world, we are not of this world. And our time is running out minute by minute, second by second, as hour comes uh, which no man but the Son of Man knows. And the hour that you think not, it could be morning, it could be evening, it could be noontime, it could be in the dawn of the day. The hour comes, are we too asphyxiated with everything that is going on in this world that we have forgotten what we have been given the opportunity to do? Have we forgotten that this altar right here is the place where we come and we lay our burdens down? Have we forgotten that this building right here is where we come to honor and praise the name of the Lord who sought us out who saved us and sanctified us by the blood of a spotless lamb he told them you can read the sky and you can determine the storm that is coming but you can't even discern the times but now we can no longer look at our world and our life and see what is truly before us because we are experiencing now more than ever the turning of the page and an institution of events that cannot be undone and that cannot be reversed. An hour of reaping and an hour of emotional pain awaits where godliness will be wiped and stripped away from this world and the horror and the agony of a faithless, godless, and merciless hour will wreak havoc. I don't know if you've been following the news, but Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39 just began to partake itself and play out in our life this past week. 
the hooks have been put in the mouth of the beast and has been dragging itself. And soon and very soon, the tide of times is going to change and all things are going to start to be revealed. The Bible tells us, I'm going to tell you something that a, that a, a pastor of mine, a pastor friend of mine taught, shared with me the other day. He said, February 24th, 2022 will be remembered as the beginning of the end of times. We are in the throes of what is the third plague. Go back to Revelations and you can find that there will be seven more after the rapture during the tribulation period. Revelations in 15.1, the church is now in a desperation state praying, even so come now, Lord, quickly. These open prayer and clouds of war, disease, environmental tragedy, and overwhelming depression will culminate in masses storming the doors of churches across the globe. Our role is to influence and inspire our fellowship to make direct and correct Bible doctrine available at every level of society because that is the purpose of the church. Unfortunately, a large number will not be saved because they choose the wrong church house or are taken by false doctrine or any wind of doctrine that would deceive and corrupt what God has put inside of this world to be its salvation and deliverance. The expansion of what would be the last world war will follow this path after the rapture. The white horse antichrist, the red horse, red Russia and China will expand the war into Israel and into the United States. The black horse would world, the black horse world, the black horse world wide famine and disease will take place. The pale horse, a quarter of the world's population dies. And this is all what we have already just began to see culminating which started last week. I got my stuff. I got my priorities. I got my things that I like to do. I got the things that I want to do. I'm too mixed up with the ball that I've lost sight of the ticking clock that is at hand. And before you realize it, you're standing there empty handed. How did I let it slip away? All at the metaphorical stroke of midnight. I'm here to tell and remind this church that there is a way into heaven. There is a way out of the agony and the turmoil of what would be the destruction of this world. There is a promise. There is an answer. But there is also a revelation where he says, Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. The blood of Jesus purchased the salvation of our souls and with his own blood he purchased the church but he did not purchase the church to get, in, to get involved with this world and stay enamored with this world. He purchased the church so that the world, the church would be a light that was set upon a hill, a light that could not be hid, salt of the earth. He has not given us this opportunity so that we would lose our power, so that we would lose our anointing, so that we would fall in love with an atmosphere or an environment that would lead us to death and destruction for broad is the way that leadeth to destruction but straight and narrow is the way how have we gotten so off course that we have lost sight of the time clock that was ticking down because when the clock strikes midnight I cannot stand before you and let you know without letting you know 
that we're running out of time. I can't stand before you. I've got to live like God is coming tomorrow. And I've got to plan and execute like he's not coming at all. But I have to understand that every day is the most important day that I have been given to live. Because this is the day of salvation. Tomorrow is not a promise. I cannot be so preoccupied with doing everything that I just want to do. Because I love doing it. I can't just be so preoccupied with getting involved with the dance of getting involved with everything else. I've got to stay committed to what God has given me this opportunity. I must be saved. How dare I just stand before you and preach a feel-good message every time you hear because it makes you feel warm and fuzzy and all tingly inside. If I make you feel good about a situation that's breaking you, what have I done as a man God to declare to you that time is running out? There's too many feel-good preachers out there. They're a dime a dozen, and that's what everybody likes. And I can preach some feel-good messages for you. But when it comes time to making sure that we have salvation and deliverance for our souls, making sure that if you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin, you give me 15 minutes, I'll have that baptistry full, and we'll put you down in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins may be washed away. I am not playing with the time clock. cannot wait for the last minute to get into the game. I cannot wait for the last minute to be winding down to realize I've been bought here for a purpose and for a reason. Oh my God, help us, Jesus. I care too much for the burden that has been laid upon me to tell you it has been a while if you have gotten so engrossed with the, with the cares of this world the sweet music that drives you that you have been yet forgotten the purpose for which you have been put in this world in the first place it would behoove me to tell you to stop for a moment and take a listen listen you can feel and sense the urgency time is running out and the only thing that will be revealed at the sound of the trumpet is what remains of the things that I did and did not do when the filth and the rags shine forth again the carriage is turned into its pumpkin and I realized I had a moment you're going to run before him and say God did I not believe did I not prophesy did I not preach did I not depart from me workers of iniquity I never knew you time is running out Jesus Christ the Prince of Peace the King of Kings is alive forevermore awaiting the hour to come and take his bride away the hour it is at hand when the alarm 
clock sounds. Will you be ready? When the alarm clock sounds, are you prepared to rise up with him and meet him in the air? When the alarm clock sounds, will you be called to higher places or with others who are left gazing around at the beautiful thing that we call the temporary earth, a world that is not our home, one that we have only been sent to pass through when the clock strikes midnight. Are you going to be left gazing around, running in haste, trying to catch up for a purpose that has already left you behind? treasures there then what we preach for you here is going to do you no good when the trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ shall rise first and those of us who are alive and remain shall be called up to meet him in the air and in the moment of a twinkling of an eye we shall all be changed for in that moment we shall see him and when we shall see him we shall be like him but if we have not prepared ourselves if we have gotten too in love with this world if we have gotten too in love with the things of this world if we have gotten too in love with our hobbies our activities and our things where we're pulling our affections away from what God has called us here for if we have pulled our hearts away from the only true king the only prince of peace the only one that we've been brought into this place to please in the first place then what good was it to plead of God for salvation and deliverance what good was it to plead take me from this situation take me from this brokenness take me from this loneliness take the broken rags away take the pain and the hurt away only to fall in love with the world that was not our own oh Jesus I'm not always going to preach like this but when God unctions me in the Holy Ghost, I'm going to remind us every single time. I'm going to talk to you about your finances. I'm going to preach to you about being a good steward. I'm going to preach to you about being a good father. I'm going to preach to you about being a faithful mother. I'm going to preach to you about the joy of the Lord. I'm going to preach to you about Holy Ghost fire, anointing and healing. But most importantly, I am going to preach to you about the salvation of your soul and the priority that it takes over everything every eye closed every heart open right now if it is time for you to rekindle the purpose for which you have been bought with a price 
If it is time for you to rekindle the purpose for which you have been sent. If it is time for you to reaffirm the fact that you are here for the King. Now would be a good time to reaffirm that purpose. If you feel that you're ready, all you can do is just stand there and say, God, help me be prepared. But if there is a quickening in your spirit that says, I don't know. I don't know if at that moment right now was right now that I would be able to go. I don't know if that moment was right now I wouldn't be able to stand. I don't know if that moment would reveal everything that I am and everything that I am in. I don't know if the moment's going to reveal the broken rags and the broken life that I really possess. I don't know if I'm going to make it as a husband. I don't know if I'm going to make it as a father. I don't know if I'm going to make it because the spirit is not alive inside. Now is the time where this altar plays the most important thing in your life. Now is the moment. Good time to ask God to forgive of sins, things thought.